0: This is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast, and in this episode, which is being recorded while out on the road, we're going to be talking about whether you strive to perfect one singular style, one singular um, image type of excellence, or whether you constantly are looking for something a little different. as I pull into moving traffic here, here we go. So it's a beautiful Saturday morning, at least it is down here as I leave to go and photograph a wedding, I know the weather forecast at my destination is possibly a little less so it's the last Saturday of the month which is always a nice time because we sort of uh, look back at the end of every month, um, look at our our figures, look at whether our revenues right look at whether our conversion ratios are right uh, and it's just a really nice time in this particular month it's uh, the end of August so I suppose strictly speaking it's the end of s- the summer months and we head now into uh, September which brings its own style its own light its own clients and I love that time of year uh, today oh, blimey traffic queue just what you want isn't it When you heading off to Wedding is to bump into the back end of some serious traffic I assume looking at the number of uh, tractors out there with hay bales on the back it's uh, I think the weather's due to break and I would suspect all of the farmers are desperately clawing to get uh, the harvest certainly the hay in the grasses in um, as quickly as they can so this month we've done 24 shoots so a little bit of a look back usually I do weekly but obviously I know it's been a bit quieter on the podcast this past or these past few weeks and that's simply because we've been massively busy Uh, apologies for that I'm doing my best uh, but we have an awful lot going on and at the end of the day like all businesses the client comes first uh, and everything else the nice-to-haves such as the podcast and various other bits uh, sit in the background while we sort that out so this month it's been a really good month Uh, another one of our top few I think if not the second biggest ever. Uh, July this this year was our biggest ever month we broke all of our records, uh, August I think is the second biggest or somewhere up there anyway. Uh, we've had 24 different shoots uh, and that break broke down as one commercial shoot. Now commercial shoot for us usually is something like uh, going out into Someone's offices and um, photographing faces. I rarely do product. Um, that's just not uh, the kind of thing that we get too involved with. I do get asked to do it, and of course I do it um, where I have uh, existing clients who would rather we came and did it than anybody else. Even though they know that probably they could bring in a specialist. Uh, it it fits into everybody's workflow a little bit easier everyone except mine probably Uh, so for the client it's seamless for us it's something completely different anyway we've only done one of those this month Uh, one engagement shoot uh, we sort of stopped doing engagement shoots we don't do them so much we used to bake it into our wedding packages uh, but in the end they became very complicated to uh, schedule into our diary and so if, if for every wedding I was doing an engagement shoot or pre-wedding shoot to go with it uh, that just became too much of an overhead uh, and it was tricky. Uh, to manage and the revenue that came off it probably wasn't enough. It didn't seem to help the conversion rates and it didn't really help the revenue or at least not much. Now I know there are people out there claiming some pretty big figures off um, engagement shoots. Feel free to email me and tell me your secrets because we never did. Uh, However we did do one engagement shoot and they came back yesterday to see the pictures. Just the loveliest couple. Uh, So to Kieran and Laura can't wait to photograph your wedding next year and uh, what a pleasure it was to have you in the studio. And I'm seeing you later today because it happens. Of course you're guests at the wedding I'm photographing, Uh, we did uh, three hearing dog shoots, I took a week off in the middle of this week of this month um, and which, so there's a little bit of it, even in spite of taking a week off, and I say a week off, it wasn't really a week off, it was a week sorting out the house because it was our kids 21st and 18th birthdays respectively and I mean the tractor's gone the way we're going which is always good, Uh, so um, I spent the week painting more or less, uh, we did get to have a break, uh, we took uh, the kids away for a, for a day, for a night down to Lulworth Cove which is simply beautiful, stayed in the hotel, incidentally if you get a chance, the hotel was called the Grosvenor Arms which is in Shaftesbury, now <laughs> a bit of a surprise to me in Shaftesbury is I took the dog out in the morning, they're a dog friendly hotel, beautiful place, um, took the dog out for a a toilet break first thing in the morning i found this incredible street it looked like it could have been in some kind of advert there's gonna be a car crash idiots are out today blimey he was lucky um this is what happens when you have a slow tractor people get impatient and start to overtake on blind bends idiots Anyway, we stayed in the, the, this hotel, the, Sh- the Grosvenor Arms in Shaftesbury. Great hotel, lovely hotel, incredibly friendly, dog friendly too. Took the dog out in the morning, found myself on a street that looked like it could have been in an advert. Didn't think anything of it, took a couple of shots on my iPhone because it was really quite beautiful. Cobbled streets leading down a hill. Uh, looked like it could have been in something like the Hovis ad. Let me just get past this tractor, you'll be rest assured I'm overtaking on a straight section that, with nothing coming. and um, and anyway I got chatting to some friends at the party and told them about this incredible place Shaftesbury I'd never heard of it this beautiful street it looked like it could have been in a Hovis bread advert to which they all looked at me with a degree of incredulity. incredularity is that a word they looked incredulous anyway uh, and all of them pointed out the fact that it was the street from the Hovis advert and how on earth did I not know that well I'd never even heard of Shaftesbury let alone known that it was uh, the exact same street of a very famous advert here in the UK. So there you go, Uh, it's worth a visit, went down to Lulworth Cove which is always worth a visit. Um, It was busy because it was the middle of the summer uh, but still nonetheless a stunning location. Walked over to Durdle Door which is also an incredibly beautiful place to be. So the whole thing, a wonderful couple of days and then uh, myself and Sarah in the midst of painting and prepping for the party also went down And had a night away in um, Watley Manor. Watley Manor is a wonderful hotel, Uh, we know uh, some of the guys down there, I've worked with some of them a lot, in fact again uh, I think she is the front of house manager now, Uh, Edith, Uh, hello Edith, Uh, she's going to be at the wedding today as well so today's going to be one of those weddings where I know quite a lot of people I've worked with them in various guises and become friendly with them which I'm really excited about that but anyway uh, Watley Manor well worth a visit beautiful hotel beautiful spa if you're ever in the Cotswolds I can highly recommend uh, a night there because if you stay for one night you get to use the spa for the days either side and the spa is exceptionally good right so uh, where am I okay podcast the mastering portrait photography podcast now just at this point i'm going to put out a plea so what you need to know of course is that we rely on you spreading the word to grow this podcast uh, so right now while i'm pootling along pause the episode and why not text a friend and ask them to uh, subscribe to it um, as you know we're available on podbean itunes spotify stitcher uh, we're now out there on the um, google play apps uh, basically anywhere where you can imagine uh, listening to or subscribing to a podcast, we are there. So please stop this thing now, text someone, uh, and that way the podcast will grow and evolve. We've had the best viewing, best viewing, listen to me, best listening figures uh, this month that we've ever had, which is lovely, particularly given I haven't posted any new episodes. Uh, it means people are out there finding it and finding it useful, and we get the most lovely emails from people who find it interesting or intriguing and send us in topics to cover. So please pause the podcast, text someone you think might enjoy it, let them know where it is uh, and let's grow this thing because it'd be uh, well, well worth it. So uh, this particular podcast, as I head towards Stratford, uh, the home of Shakespeare, there you go, that's where I'm going, uh, just beyond there, uh, is all about the difference between the two, or, or two approaches to creating pictures. One approach is you strive, To create beautiful images that are consistent, that are always of the same ilk, that are familiar to people and that you know inside out. And the other approach is that you strive to always create something different, something unique, something creative. Now in this particular podcast I'm not really going to get into what I believe to be the right or wrongs—I have my way of doing it. There is no real answer to it. It was more a discussion, and it came about through uh, some early discussions many years ago when I had an assistant working with me called Kelly. Hello, Kelly. If you're out there, Kelly Hogan, a great photographer, who's now travelling the world doing her thing. Uh, and we used to travel back from gigs, and one of the things we did was argue. What well, I say, we never argued. We just had different views on bits of photography and I really enjoyed that and one of them that came up I remember quite distinctly, was I asked her for her opinion on whether in every shoot I should be trying to do something different or in every shoot I should be trying to do the same thing but doing it really well and we had slightly different views on it. I don't know whether her view is still the same, uh, my view certainly is, but the discussion was something along the lines of well if you create the same thing over and over that's what your clients come to you for and um, whereas if you in my view if you create something distinctly different that's what your clients come to you for her view was that well that's all very well but people get familiar with your images and that's what they're gonna come and expect you to photograph my view was that people get used to the idea that you're going to try and do something unique for them and that's what they come to you for and i think both arguments are valid and certainly if you look at instagram there's a very definite argument for doing just one thing and doing it very well i mean some of the biggest feeds out there the um sean Arches of the world essentially they're creating one image over and over and over again and there's a couple of others out there where the minute I see it on the feed I know exactly who it is Um, I can go to their feed and think well maybe they did something different in the meantime nope they've done exactly the same thing they do it incredibly well it's incredibly popular they'll have hundreds of thousands of followers and yet actually when you look at it they're really only producing one or two different images but with a different face in them So there's a different argument for having this consistency, it's certainly a much lower stress level and this conversation has carried on through since Kelly left and I I spoke to a client about it the other day and we were laughing about whether we should be doing something different every time or whether we should do something the same and she made the point that uh, that client on that particular moment, it is a unique shot, they will never have had it done before so it's a lower stress approach once you know those shots once you have them absolutely nailed then of course you can recreate them you don't need to worry too much each client is going to have a very similar look Um, it's much easier of course if you have a studio um, because then you have one or two or three lighting patterns you just replicate them you do the same set of poses um, and i and i would think that the studios who do eight sessions in a day that is the approach they must take and of course it's great in the sense that the clients come to you knowing exactly what they're going to get because they can see it on your website you've done it a thousand times before and that is going to be exactly the same thing It's raining here (laughs) oh dear i'm uh, half an hour from the wedding uh, and it is beginning to rain that's not good is it anyway back to the podcast um it's easy to train again i think this suits the photography studios that have high volumes and generally would rely on multiple photographers to provide that sort of throughput it's very easy to train and there are people out there who reckon they can train a photographer in a day or two to take great pictures now i I, 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 what do i think about that i think we'll deal with that in a separate podcast but of course i fundamentally disagree with that i don't think you can i think you can teach a photographer to take the same old same old once you've set the lights and set the poses they should be able to remember that and do it every time but is it a flattering pose for that particular client is it a look that suits that combination of people faces and, and outfits I don't I think that's something um, that comes with experience practice and having a good eye but you know who am I to argue with some of the names out there that claim Uh, vacuously in my opinion that you can train anybody in no time at all Um, I don't I don't believe that Uh, anyway uh, it's also very predictable and the great thing about predictability in photography is it means that everything downstream becomes predictable too not just the shoot so if you're shooting the same images particularly in a studio where you have the same lighting for each set Uh, You have a set of poses that you'd recognize. You probably have tape marks on the floor So the client is in the position you'd expect them to be in Of course that rolls downstream into your lightroom and your photoshopping you can automate it to a degree that those who who create different images every day certainly can't so the costs are diminished your ability to make a margin at the end of the day let's remember this is a business I'm not talking about the artistry of it I'm talking about the business of it then clearly this is a good model but on the downside at least my impression of it is that it wouldn't be so much fun. You know I really enjoy the creativity side of it. So if you're doing the same old same model I know I couldn't do it because I find I get bored incredibly quickly. I would get bored I get bored in a day if i have to do a commercial headshot shoot where i'm doing the same images um, over and over and over i start to crave um, being able to do uh, something a little bit different really very quickly Um, and of course not everybody is going to look good in the same lighting in the same posing Um, irrespective of clothing choices people's body shapes face shapes you have to light them with sympathy and if you're doing the same lighting for every client then of course there are going to be clients in there that doesn't look so good and i think this is where things like the very flat lighting you see out there uh, where there's clearly two lights on the front um, set more or less to equal power because you don't then have to worry about shadows because there aren't any but of course shadows model and sculpt shadows define a face and if you're doing the same thing with a very flat light you're doing consistency then you risk not making the best of someone. Equally, you diminish the risk of making the worst of somebody. Um, so there is that side of it. Um, every day is the same. I think that's what, in the end, probably would get me, is that you wake up, you know what you're going to do for the rest of the day, and you go home at the end of the day knowing that you're going to do the same thing again the day after that. And I, one of the reasons I came out of my old job was to do something that really, really excited me um, and made life uh, different every day but it that some people really love having that regularity having that um, predictability in the day and I think that's there's a lot to be said for that. So if we switch over to a style of photography where each and every image is unique, each and every client you're going to treat each and every client as a unique opportunity to do something new. I mean on the pros, let's deal with all of the pros for this. It's a it's a very creative thing to do is what many photographers come into the business to do um, because you're going to do something different every day you don't know what you're going to create oh we've got an ambulance up behind us let's do the right thing and get out of his way if I can let's see where everybody's going I don't want to get knocked over by a truck there we go I think I've created enough space the nice girl in the green is paying absolutely no attention now she finally woke up there well done everybody, let him through. Uh, well, obviously now there's chaos on the roundabout. Um, so you, it's very creative, um, everything's going to be different and for some people that's very motivating. I find um, that every day when I open the door to someone, nice just let me out, that's very kind because I'm going right the way around the roundabout. Um, lots of traffic around Stratford I think there's traffic around Stratford every day um, if you have someone called William Shakespeare born here I don't think there's a day when there isn't someone interested in visiting this place anyway back to the topic that's the trouble doing a podcast when you're driving um, I do apologize if, if, let me know if podcasts while I'm driving are any good and if I should stop doing them but they're useful because of course I get to spend a lot of time in the Land Rover and uh, if i can spend that time productively then it's it's really good uh, it keeps you motivated doing something different i love that so i mean i'll put my cards on the table at this point i'm not arguing to i'm not arguing for or against the approaches my particular approach the approach i love is to do something different every day um, and it keeps you motivated and it means you can tune the images to someone's look to the way they are not just in the sense that they have different body shapes but if someone turns up wearing really funky fashionable clothing, then creating really funky fashionable images probably isn't a bad idea. Equally, if someone turns up really conservatively dressed probably having the ability to switch into that gear uh, won't do you any harm. But of course, it's really stressful <laughs> to do that. Every day is slightly terrifying because you don't really know what you're going to create you don't know what you're going to do at any point of the day so yes all right it means i can adapt really quickly to lighting conditions and to body shapes and to clothing and to the family setup but equally i put myself under the pressure required to do that that's and that's in its own right exhausting so on the one hand i don't have the monotony of doing the same thing every day but I do have the stress levels of panicking or worrying about what it is I'm going to do. And I don't honestly know what I'm going to do until I open the door and let the client in. And I think photographers who strive to create something new every day, something each and every shoot's going to be different, um, probably find the same stress. Now to do, to be able to do that, you do have to have a slightly different approach. So if you're doing the same photography, the same image every day, once you've learned how to do that, you don't really need to panic too much or worry too much. You've just got that particular image style nailed. Whereas if you're constantly changing and constantly having to react rather than learning one set of images, you have to learn a set of principles and that's a slightly different thing you have to be well-grounded, and this goes back to my argument that you can't teach someone to be a photographer in a couple of days, you can teach someone to take a certain photograph in a couple of days, they are slightly different things so for me, I think people should focus on learning the principles and developing techniques, because that's what I believe in, but I also know that there are plenty including consultants that we've worked with, who think that the best way of running a photography business is to make the images pretty similar, pretty consistent, pretty recognizable, both from a marketing point of view and from a point of view that you don't need to be as principled as a photographer. And by principled, I don't mean you know, having strong opinions, I mean techniques. You don't need to be as technical because you, once you've learned it, you can do it. Two stops, lo- or, you know, the whole kind of lighting tricks, two lights pointing at the background, one stop lower than the foreground light, etc., etc. But if you're truly into it and truly passionate about creating new images, yes, there's the downside, the downside of the pressure and the fear that goes with not being entirely certain what it is you're going to do. But the upside is this fantastic elation, this creativity, because you've taken something that um, wasn't there before and you've created something new and your client is going to get something unique for them and of course that has um huge benefits equally there are plenty of photographers who've made a fantastic living a bit bigger limit living than i have creating images um that uh, because they're so familiar the clients come they know what they're going to get they do the shoot and they buy them so doing your doing uh, creating new images every day is wonderful but it's also very inefficient so I've talked a bit about stress but the inefficiency of it is tremendous, Um, because at the end of the day, hang on I've got people flashing, don't know who's going where, that's all quite lively, well it's a tractor, right we're definitely in the country here, right and I'm pulling off into a country lane, heading towards Temple, Grafton and Binton, you have gotta love English country names, Temple Grafton Binton. Uh, for those of you living around the world, yeah, it's, it's, it is a little bit like the names out of Midsummer Murders. Um, it, can, it can also, it's not only can be... It, right, where was I? I got interrupted by a tractor. I've lost my train of thought. Um, creating images on a as-required basis or creating, you know, lighting patterns and posing on an as-required basis is really stressful. It's also really inefficient. It slows the shoot down and we're going to talk about in a future episode about why are you taking this picture. <laughs> I was taking the shoot uh, two days ago and I'm lying down thinking why am I taking this picture is there a reason for taking this picture I'm lying here in the dirt trying to get the picture why am I trying to get the picture and I'll do a podcast on that because it's really important that every time you press the button it's not just a random moment there's got to be purpose there's got to be on deck so there's got to be a reason to take the picture uh, anyway on the inefficiency of course because I'm creating different images all the time different lighting patterns um, different looks um, you can never be certain of um, which of, of what post-production you're going to need and that has quite significant impacts on your workflow because each set of images, essentially has to be uniquely coloured, uniquely lit Um, and I'm reasonably consistent but I'm not consistent enough that I can simply hit go on Lightroom and let it do its thing Um, where I think the photographers who do the same thing over and over they do have that ability well I don't so my workflow is really inefficient in that regard I don't really want to change it and I strive to get the exposures and the colors and things as close as I can in camera but the reality is that every image is different and also I change my mind a lot so I'll take a picture that I think needs to be really light and airy and have no blacks in it and then when I get it on a screen I will change my mind because I'm shooting um, with the histogram in a way that gives me that ability but of course with that ability comes the pain (laughs) the pain that is I don't always make up my mind so there you have there you have it I think hopefully I've placed fairly even arguments on two two ways of doing it and and at the end of the day um, probably we're all a little bit of a hybrid um, and I've talked about it as if they're two clear cut differences when of course you know I I also talk when I'm training people uh, about a safety shot which is actually a shot that I will do that's efficient I know it I know the lighting will be good. I don't really have to worry uh, too much, which means I can concentrate on getting to know my clients. So I very often start a shoot with a couple of shots that I know intimately well. I know the lighting intimately well. Uh, There'll be outdoor shots almost certainly, um, but they're images that I've done them so many times that I know how to light, how to position this particular client, looking at their face shape and their clothing. Um, so that I can just get a couple of shots in the bag and it makes me feel more comfortable it makes them feel more comfortable um, but after that all bets are off and I'm going to go on a hunt for something completely new uh, and hopefully completely different within the bounds of I'm still shooting in our studio I'm still shooting in our garden and uh, that's where that's my context so although there is creativity you probably will recognize uh, our images and so there's that's yeah there's there's the argument feel free to email me in with email me in with your opinion i can be emailed at paul at paul wilkinson photography.co.uk because um, you may or may not agree you may or may not have your own views but i'd love to hear them whatever they may be uh, on that happy note uh, as i've said at the beginning please do subscribe to the podcast please do text a friend or email a friend and get them to subscribe to this little podcast of ours. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I'd like to say I've set aside a load of time to do today's but as you're clearly aware by the sound of my rattling Land Rover I've just absorbed some time that I had available as I head towards today's beautiful wedding. Uh, If you've enjoyed it subscribe, if you haven't please let me know and until next time as I poodle around these beautiful lanes remember be kind to yourself take him.